0: Sunday, poor. We are back. We made it. It is baseball season. Opening day is finally here. Uh, this time, it's not in late July. Thank Christ, we're playing 162 this year. We got over unders tonight. Maybe a few predictions. Um, oh, and Andy Enfield now 10 and one against the spread in the NCAA tournament. His career is ruined. Another. Another career down the drain, thanks to Sunday Poor. And how are
1: you? Uh yeah, your boy Mark Few gets to his final 4 watching uh Juwan Howard trying to uh take his number one seeded Michigan Wolverines to the final four. Uh UCLA, UCLA up earlier though. I don't know. Um that's pitchers four- duel thus far. <laughs> just, yeah, it is four two, five minutes in, so uh there must be some there must be a lid on the rims or something, but uh yeah, doing all right though man. I'm getting excited. Like baseball season is here. You know, we're I was out there I was out there playing. We football today with the kids. And uh it's just you feel it. There's just there's something special about baseball season, the possibilities. Um there's every team is in it and it feels like you're in it. Like you can make you can make a case for almost every team um uh, outside of, you know, the Baltimore's and Pittsburgh's of the world. But looking at the over under sheet and any of the 80 and above teams you can make a case for. And even a couple of the, uh, even a couple of the below 80 teams, a couple of things break right and uh, go their way that they can make a run at a wild card. So, yeah, it's uh, nothing beats it. Nothing like baseball season, and here we go.
0: Optimism right out of the gate, you know, in baseball season.
1: It might not last long.
0: It may last a week. But out of the gate, high hopes.
1: Might not last for the weekend.
0: Couple, yeah, so I've seen a couple uh, – you can't win the pennant in April, you can lose it. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. You could lose it by April 6th.
0: By the way, rims seem a little tighter sometimes in these gyms, I think, because they when they play in an open uh, stadium like this, I don't know anything about playing basketball, really, in a gym or a big arena, but that's what I've heard. Depth perception its all fucked depth, up. Depth perception, like that yeah. – uh, that old uh, SNL skit. Chris Farley. Is it Chris Farley? Depth he, backs the, he, he backs the uh, Mr. No-Depth Perception man. He, he backs the car up into the house. <laughs> th- is that I, Farley or Phil Hartman? One of those guys.
1: No, 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 I don't remember them. All I could think of is the, the Will Farrell one that the can't control the, the, the volume of his voice.
0: Mm, my combining bits.
1: I mean, the no-death perception is pretty funny. I mean, I get this picture of him backing up to the house, but I can't,
0: I can't do anything besides that. Did Will Ferrell back into the house with his...
1: I have no idea. I don't remember. No, no, not with his voice situation. No. He, I think yeah. he would just go on Weekend Update and, like, wear these big glasses, and all of a sudden he'd be talking like this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember that. Uh, okay. All right.
1: But, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the note. I kind of hope it's a Phil Hartman skit that I've never seen before. I'd like, to, I'd like to, uh, to see that with some fresh eyes.
0: Yeah, I got it right here. Mr. No-Depth Perception Man. Uh, I'll cut the sound on this. I just want to make sure I have the right, uh, right uh, cast member. Looks like Kevin Nealon is in this bit. Oh, you
1: can't go wrong. Nealon, uh, a good utility guy.
0: Yeah, he's a nice seven hitter. Yeah. Nealon, I'm not sure who the blonde is. She looks familiar. It's got to be like early 90s, I would think. Yeah, I know. I
1: can't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Fast forward. I don't have to watch this whole thing. Those 90s ones used to be on Comedy Central all the time when I was a kid. And they'd condense them into just an hour, I think. So you'd get, you wouldn't get the whole show, basically. They would just kind of,
2: pick-and-choose, I guess, skits.
0: Yeah, Phil Hartman is in this bit.
2: Excellent. And who
0: exactly is the no-depth perception, man? It's got to be Farley, right? Yeah, Farley showing All right, so I'll have, we'll have to watch this one later. We'll post it to, a, the, to the main page. It's
1: a Farley skit? That's amazing. I've never seen it. That's,
0: I didn't think it was that obscure. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, it's not Matt Foley, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I I thought I saw most of the best Farley, so disappointed in myself.
0: You don't think this made the best of Chris Farley SNL?
1: It was not. I first, I'm almost positive it wasn't on the, the VHS. Wow.
0: speaks to speaks to his greatness. It didn't, it, it's not, that this didn't even make the cut.
1: That, I mean, I wore I wore that VHS out when I was a kid. I watched it like right. a million times through. <laughs> um yeah i uh i got i got nothing really bullshit about man really nothing I nothing going on I'm working from home this weekend it's just uh it's it's kind of when I, it, I i kind of feel like i'm going back in time when i work from home uh, where i'm just you know kind of sitting around waiting for something to happen and nothing is going on you know at least when i'm at work i'm going out going to lunch taking a walk and some fresh air there's other people around. Like here, I'm just, I'm home and uh, it's basically like I, w- what, basically where I was at like a year ago.
0: Just hunker, bunkered down.
1: Yeah, there's just nothing going on.
0: It's I tried to get a vaccine a couple times this week. Didn't work.
1: You're, right, you're getting that shot.
0: I tried. I tried to weasel my way in, see if <laughs> some place had leftovers. <laughs> to, no, to no avail, huh? No, nah, it didn't work. It was, a, it was a Hail Mary, but what the hell? Worst thing they could do is tell you to get lost.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they did. They had no problem.
0: No, they had no problem telling me. Nope, no, no, none of that here. <laughs> I got a hot tip on a place that might have extras. Didn't come through.
1: Wait a second. But first of all, you're too young. You're not even on the list. You can't even get on there yet, right?
0: Yeah, but still, if they have leftovers, they got to give them to that or they flush them, right? They go bad. They'll find somebody else.
2: Well, They didn't have them, so or they lied to me. No,
1: nah, they they, they know you're up to I'm not up to anything, extras are extras. You're trying to take a good uh, vaccine away from somebody who's elderly and sick, that's what you're trying to do,
0: first of all. I mean, even if you're in perfect health, if you're old and don't even leave the house, then what the hell are you cutting the line for? <laughs>
1: That's a good point. You're, you're putting yourself out there.
0: Right. I'm going to work every day. If you're retired and you're, you know, sitting home watching your DVR, watching uh Ryan and Kelly, Kelly and Ryan every day, <sighs> you should be you should be at the back of the line.
1: Have you seen uh that there's like, there's spikes all over the place? I don't know how bad they are. I don't even pay attention to the numbers. I remember like when this first all came down every day. I'm looking at the numbers, seeing how looking at the curve waiting for the curve to break or all that kind of shit are the numbers comparable to where we were at last year are we basically just doing the same shit this year but-
0: <laughs> no not even cl- it's it's, no? it's uh it's not great the numbers right now but not even close all right like the medical icu or i should say i don't know about medical icu but yale new haven hospital mm-hmm. right now they're in the 100s which isn't great but, like, at their peak last year, March, April, they were at, like, f- over 400 people. Okay. So, that keep things in perspective, I guess it could be worse.
1: Uh, yeah. I, the thing is, I've tuned out a little bit. So, I, I am, you know, not doing the research, not really looking into it like I was a year ago. So, when I just hear the headlines, I kind of just, like, I'm going to put my mask on and go out and do what I got to do when I got to do it.
0: Oh yeah! Don't read the papers because now they're talking about new strains and shit. It's like a scary movie. They, we're we're heading for the sequel right now. There's yeah. a new vi- there's the new villain out there.
1: Wouldn't but would not buy tickets to the sequel. No, <laughs> I'll pass. I'll go. I'll I'll go watch a romantic comedy. <laughs> I still know.
0: Something. I know what you did last summer too.
1: That was a good one.
0: Well, yeah. Do you, you remember that? It's Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, no, yeah, no, that was Makai Pfeiffer.
1: No, Sam Michelle Geller in two, right?
0: Whatever. She was in the first one. Mackay Pfeiffer is in the second one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not really a great movie. I think I rewatched that within like the past year. Neither, um,
0: neither, neither is great.
1: Yeah, but one has its charms because the first time with that guy and young, that cast, that was like our cast when we were kids. You know, and you're right. Jennifer, J- yeah. Jennifer Love You and Sam Michelle Geller. So you can't go wrong.
0: Ryan, Ryan Philippi.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I think that's all I got for that movie. I don't know if I could pull anyone else
1: out. <laughs> I think that's about it,
0: man. That was really it.
1: Yeah. Unless David Arquette was in it, but that was just Scream, right? He didn't make appearances in all those movies.
0: No, he was in he was in just about every Scream, I feel like. I tapped out after like Scream Two.
1: <laughs> I think they're doing another one.
0: Are they? I think Aunt so. Jack Aunt Jackie was the murderer and uh <laughs> Scream too, wasn't she? It sounds On Jackie fe- from Roseanne? It sounds right. She was the mother of the kid. Oh, yeah. Billy.
1: Yeah, good picture now going, yeah. Short hair. Eyes wide.
0: Oh, yeah. She had those crazy eyes on Look-
1: Jackie. Looking for blood. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Courtney Cox is coming back for the new one, so it's legit.
0: Is she? How she looks? I know she did some work to her face.
1: I just think she's a talented talented actress. I don't know why you had to get into that.
0: No, it's a shame. I'm just saying. I actually was watching Ace Ventura the other night. I mean, she was looking good, man. 1994.
1: Ace Ventura's prime prime years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. When Friends was kicking off. Yep. And then I think she had, she had a nice run, and then like it ended with The Longest Yard. The
1: Longest Yard?
0: Yeah, she was in the remake of The Longest Yard. That was when she was like all dialed up, Courtney Cox, like had to put some work done but still looked good.
1: Oh, right. She, okay, she was in The Sandler Longest Yard. I was thinking um, the other football movie with Sandra Bullock.
0: Oh, The Blind Side. I never saw yeah. that.
1: Right. Okay. So she was in the. I heard that movie was
0: bullshit, anyways.
1: Just like it didn't actually happen that way, or.
0: Yeah, it was just they took a lot of liberties. I think the the guy Michael Orr may have even called it out.
1: I mean, it's just one of those things. You you know, it's a nice story, right? They brought him in, and they kind of made it made it for Hollywood.
0: Yeah, I I don't even really know the story that much, so.
1: Yeah, it's all I got. Sandra Bullock took the kid in and he made it to the NFL.
0: Yeah, Nick Saban made an appearance.
1: Was he in the movie?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: As himself, or was there somebody playing him?
0: That, I don't know. Oh. No, no, he, no, he was in the movie. I'm just not sure. He's had to be playing himself. I don't think Nick Saban was. He could have been playing sleazy college football coach number two or something.
1: No, no, I meant was he playing – was he in the movie as himself or was somebody else playing him?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. He, he was in the movie, Nick Saban. All right, I was not so he sure. I had to be playing himself. Yeah. yeah. More, than, more than likely, he was playing himself.
1: You're not going to be a sleazy coach. All right. That's, think about like Blue Chips. All those guys played themselves, right? Bobby Knight and uh, Waltz was in that movie.
0: Matt Painter coach. played the point. He was the point guard. Bobby, Hur- Bobby <laughs> Hurley
1: was in the movie, too.
0: Bobby Hurley was in there, yeah. Uh, who else is in blue chips?
1: No, well, I thought there, there's a couple coaches in there, right? Bayheim made an appearance,
0: Bayheim, yeah. Bayheim wasn't, huh?
1: I think he was just being like interviewed, though, he wasn't actually on the sidelines.
0: Well, Bobby Knight is then the main scene of the movie, yeah, right? The, that's the big game, Indiana's ranked number one,
1: yep, yep.
0: I think back it's- when uh, back when Indiana basketball was Indiana basketball.
1: Who was that, Was it who was on that team besides Bobby Hurley? There was one. Oh, uh, Calbert Cheney.
0: Calbert Cheney was on that team. Yeah. Right. Uh, I did not know that.
1: In blue chips, yeah.
0: Calbert Cheney played for the Washington Bullets.
1: I, I believe so. I think he got drafted by the Bullets. Left that sounds
0: team. right. Yeah. I was actually looking at at a mock draft today.
1: From nineteen
0: ninety four, no, for twenty twenty one. I wanted to see. I wanted to see what what was going on. Who was the consensus number one? Looks like it's gonna be Cunningham.
1: Is that is that you said when we first started uh, tournament talk?
0: Yeah, it should be. I would. I I would still take him number one. He looks like the most polished guy, most NBA ready. But I don't know. This kid sucks for Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else? Oh, the kid Mobley for USC. He didn't really do much tonight, but he's supposed to be good. And I think those are the three guys. Then, like, you have, like, back of the late lottery picks, like Book Knight, probably. He hasn't declared yet, but it looks like he's going to declare. Moody for Arkansas, who I wouldn't touch. All I hear about is his defense. It's like, all right, he can't make a shot, and nobody plays defense in the NBA. So he's, like, useless until he learns how to shoot. Um, and then, like, the couple of the, the other Gonzaga kid, too. I, I, I think they actually had uh, – they had him going late, mid-first round. I think they had the Nets taking the kid from Nova, Robinson Earl. Okay. So it's mock draft season. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to rush the tournament over. Again,
1: again right on with it. Let's get let's get going. We got our we got our fix with the early rounds. Hoops all day. And now that it's just standalone games, you're done.
0: I'm just I'm not really great at. I mean, I've I've swung and missed on so many college kids, like thinking they were going to be good. I've, you know, and I thought some were going to be terrible. They were good. I thought some were going to be good. They were terrible. So I I like to look at the mock drafts to see like how highly regarded they are. Because it's hard to tell with, the, with a lot of a lot of these guys. I feel like it's
1: changed a lot too in the past 20, 25 years. It was a lot easier. Maybe it's because kids don't stay as long. But you know, we you kind of knew who the guys were coming out, who were going to be, you know, thought of as the big time. They didn't always pan out, but you know, you, you kind of knew who the guys were that were going to be the big time players in the in the draft. And now it's you're almost. You're not drafting. You're not always drafting for the immediate return on a guy. You're drafting to develop a lot of guys now. You don't. You're not necessarily looking for a guy to come in and make an impact day one in the NBA. You're okay if you need to develop him for a couple of years. I mean, like D'Angelo Russell is the the most modern example. Even like uh, Alonzo Ball, yeah, Ben Simmons. I mean, all these guys didn't come in exactly league ready, and. I mean, with, the, with Ball and, and Simmons, they had a lot of hype around them, and, and I, I think they're still kind of trying to live up to that original hype. You know, good ball players, but I don't think they'll ever get to what we expect them to be.
0: Well, I yeah, think an example, an, an example I think of when I think of a guy like that is Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. who was so green at his one year at UConn, mm-hmm. and then it took him a couple of years, I think, to kind of find himself in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's weird because I think Jordan has kind of fallen into the trap of – always. Jordan likes to take guys who spent three, four years in college.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. He took Adam Morrison, which was the worst draft pick of all time. Not good. He took took Kemba, who was a three-year guy. Mm -hmm. I think also he was – see, he was a three-year guy, Jordan, in college, so I think that's why he likes it. Also, he got burned really hard with Kwame Brown. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> so i think he was really scared he, he really wanted guys who put in the ears yeah in college but he also took good kid gilchrist one year out of kentucky he was a one-and-done guy he just had he's just uh he has had a great run at it jordan yeah it's tough yeah. man it's tough because i look at like guys all the time too i'm like i ah, i like this guy you know three years he's come a long way and then they go to the pros and now, sometimes they turn out all right, but sometimes it's tough, man, especially with the one-and-done. The one-and-done guys, a lot of them really aren't ready. Mentally, and it's, I don't know, mentally like right going the to the test. next level. Yep. Yeah, going to the next level, man, it, it's, it's tough. It could make or break you. And some guys just never get there. And I, and I wonder if they go, had gone back for a year or two uh, at college if that would have made a difference. But, I mean, you'll never know. You, it's, you can't – it's butterfly fluff. You, you don't know.
1: It might have because, you know, you get, you get put in the league, you get this big contract, either – I mean, big – anything is big, right? I'm not saying they're getting the biggest contracts, but those contracts aren't peanuts.
0: And you're getting it's, it's, guaranteed money if you're a lottery pick.
1: Right, and it's a, it's, a new, it's a completely different lifestyle. I don't care how well off you grew up or you know how poor he grew up, it's, that lifestyle is completely different than anything you could really prepare yourself for. So if you get behind the eight ball early, you know, the, the, the redemption stories are far and few between. You don't hear a lot of guys falling off for the first two, three years and then making it big in their fifth, sixth year. You can see a guy struggling and working his ass off and coming back, but if you kind of go down the wrong road early, there's almost no coming back from that.
0: Yeah, and you just never know. You're almost you're drafting the guy's potential. which is yep. it's a big it's a big risk. It's a big investment. You know what I mean for that kind of risk.
1: Yep. And you're not you're not just looking at skill. You don't know the makeup of the kid, um, work ethic. You know how how he reacts in certain situations when he's down, when he's out, how he reacts when things are good. You know it, the, all the kind of stuff, kind of the mentality aspect of it. Um. You know, it's all a crapshoot. You can't tell. I mean, it, it, and a lot of these kids probably aren't going to show their full hand, right? I'm not going to – they're not going to – unless there's some special kid, they're not going to uh, kind of – they're not going to go in. They're going to play it very safe when they go into those interviews and stuff rather than kind of show yeah. their full self. So, yeah, it's really it's really tough to gauge everything. And it's just one player and putting everything your team has behind that one player. And even like, if you get that number one pick, you don't know. I mean, even back when you kind of knew who the number one player was every year, there was a good chance that your number one player would make an impact on that year. Yeah. Um, you know, there every, every once in
0: a while you get a guy that didn't work out, but. Michael all candy.
1: Yeah. It was at 98. <laughs> Maybe I don't right. Know. That's yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where this all started. Where you had a lot of younger guys coming out. Like it used to be just the Kobe's and the Kevin Garnets and those guys coming out. You know, for the longest time it was just Moses Malone. Right, was the only guy. And those are three Hall yeah. of Famers I just mentioned. So, and now you get you're getting a lot more non Hall of Famers coming out early and coming out of high school. than uh, well, not, not even out of high school anymore, right? Because there's the rule, the age limit. Yeah.
0: Well, I saw some guys, um, you could draft them out of the G League. Okay. There was a couple G League guys on the mock draft, which I'm not sure how that works. Is the G League, instead of going to college, you go play a year in the G League? Is that how that works?
1: I have no idea. I thought those kids would just go to Greece or something.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. There was a couple G League guys on the mock draft I read, huh. so, and I had no idea who they were. And a couple top five guys too. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's. A, I, I don't feel. <laughs> I'm not jealous of these GMs in any of these leagues when making draft choices, but especially the NBA and the NFL where everything is, everything is under a microscope. I mean, at least at least baseball, you, you buy yourself some time. Because nobody, no, nobody remembers who the fuck he drafted. I couldn't tell you the Yankees' first round pick was
0: last year. Nah, no, no clue. Dominguez, that's all I know about the Yankees farm system. Yeah, that's it. And, I, and I'm not even sure I have that name right, right? Is that right? Jason Dominguez? Jason with two S's, yeah. Leave off the last S for savings. <laughs> didn't even know that, see? <laughs> yep.
1: Um, yeah, I, f- I forgot his first name until you said it, and then I just remembered the oddity was the double S. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, you ready to get into these over-unders yet? As ready as I'm going to be. Well, we don't really have a choice, <laughs> unless you need a minute to catch up. Nope. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, no,
0: not much research. Just looking at my. Let's uh, got my sheet of paper here. Excellent. It's like my bracket, I like looking at. got like a piece of paper right in front of me. All right. <sighs> all right.
1: How did we decide last year who went first? Where it's uh, three, three overs, three unders. Is that it?
0: Three overs, three unders, and
1: just. Uh, Going back and forth
2: basically.
0: We'll go snake style. So,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Um, You have a coin? I do not. Let's see. Um,
1: Okay. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I got my
2: hat. Yes. Cover my hand. Call it it's one or a two. Two.
0: That, uh, you got it. Yeah. All right. I'll uh I'll give you first dibs. I'll take the next two.
1: Okay. All right. My first one's gonna be an under. I um <laughs> well, let me just come out and say it. The Mets have a 90-and-a-half number.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: And, look, I, it's a nice story. The Mets team, they got Cohen coming in. But, um, and they, they made some serious improvements to the team. They really upgraded a lot. Uh, the lineup is good. They got a lot more depth than they have in recent years. I'm looking at that pitching staff, and it's the Grom and a whole lot of question marks. You could say and Everybody loves Stroman. He's very vocal. He's out there. People love him. They want him to be great. I mean, at best, what is he? High three. Uh, Noah's not coming back for a while. Lucchese, Taiwan Walker. I mean, these guys will eat in a couple innings. But uh, and even with the improved bullpen, you still need you still need guys to do some work, and the pen can't do everything. Uh, I just I, I with the Braves and this is the Braves division still. There's no. You know they're they've got to lose it. The Mets aren't going to win this division. Um, Marlins are competitive. Phillies, eh, they'll be competitive. They, they always get the Mets fits anyway. The Nationals will be will get you know will give them some problems. This is a competitive division. Um, even if, even if they're maybe a little bit down overall, I just don't see is a big ninety and a half's a big number for this team. It's a high mark. I think people are excited about it. I think that's why it's high because there's going to be a lot of people betting on the Mets over. And I'm I'm just going the other way. On. I I think it'll be tight. I don't think they're getting to 90 though.
0: All right, so uh, 90, 90 and, and, a and
1: a half. 90 and a half.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's 90 and a half
0: under. All right. Uh, we'll stay. We'll stay in the NL East. Nice. Yes. I, uh, I'm going to take, what's the number, uh, I'm going to take Philly over 80 and a half. Nice. I'm not really sure why I like this. Uh, maybe it's because it's Girardi's second year. I kind of saw the, uh, the improvement he had with the team with the, when he managed the Yankees his second year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They got a good core. Like obviously Harper, Real Muto, those guys bringing Didi back. I like their core pitching. Still a question mark, you know. I like Nola. I think he was a little spotty last year in the shortened season. But again, you kind of have to take last year and kind of throw it out the window. Um, I mean, Philly didn't even qualify. I don't think, right? They weren't even one of the eight teams in the playoffs last year. I don't so think they finished a so. uh, yeah. They finished a few games under. Some just tells me that Philly's going to be good this year. I don't know. I think they're a dark horse to win this division. I know the Braves are projected to probably win it. The Nationals are projected to be better. Obviously, the Mets we just talked about. So, you know, Vegas has Philly as a fourth-place team. I think Philly at least is going to end up as a wild-card team this year. Um, I think they win in the high 80s. I think they're going to surprise people a little bit. Again, pitching is a little bit of a question mark bullpen. I think they brought in Archie Bradley who's probably going to be their closer but uh, I, I read that Girardi hadn't named a closer yet so I'm sure he's going to have fun tinkering with his uh, new bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just taking, I'm taking a shot on Philly. I, I, I have no idea this year. Um, so Philly, that's my first one. Over 80 and a half. Yeah, I juggle uh,
1: Philly. I, I Philly a little bit for an over. Did I, was you, thinking, yeah. I was considering them. I was, I, I decided against it, against taking them at all. But um, yeah, it is, well, I just—I th- think McCutcheon's their out, their leadoff hitter, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, I just—I feel like that's—it's you, you can't. The time machine doesn't go back that far for Cutch. Much I like the guy, just seemed odd. But um, yeah, not a bad pick. Solid pitching staff. Nola Wheeler,
0: excellent. Right, right. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, worth I a forgot shot. to mention those guys.
1: Worth worth a shot. <laughs> worth a shot.
0: All right. Uh, next one, I'm going under. I am taking Cleveland under 81 and a half. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing. I feel like this is easy, which probably means they're going to go out there and win 95 games. You know, obviously Kluber's gone. They trade away Clevenger last year. Lindor's gone. And I feel like this team, although they went – they snuck into the playoffs last year. They were – whatever seed they were, four seed against the Yankees, winning record. I feel like this team has obviously, you know, gotten rid of a bunch of guys, and they still haven't quite hit rock bottom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Twenty. 2016 is five years ago now. Okay. That was their championship window 2015, 16, 17 when they lose to the Yankees when they had that that great year with that long winning streak. The window is closed. I think it's officially going to be slammed shut this year. I think it's going to be a rough year. Bieber, okay. Let's see how Bieber responds because he got tattooed in that playoff game last year. Let's see how Bieber responds. He's going to be the ace. You know what I mean? Carrasco's gone. A lot of guys are gone. And I just feel like, uh, I don't know, a lot to ask this team to be a winning record, to have a winning record, you know, in 2021. Uh, it helps that, you know, the, the Royals and Tigers are in their division. I just uh, – I, I don't see it with Cleveland. I don't think they're going to be very good. I think they, they'll have a losing record. So, uh, Cleveland under 81-and-a-half.
1: Okay, there you go. Philly over, Cleveland under. Uh, comes over to me. All right. Uh Let's go with, all right, I hate this team so much, but I respect them. But God damn, I respect them. And not really in a, in a way where I admire them from afar. I still just despise everything about this team from the manager on down to the water boy. Um, and I'm talking about, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays. Their number is 85 and a half. And I think it, I just, I, Toronto's got a higher number in the AL East for them. I think Tampa Bay is better than Toronto, even with uh, losing Snell. You know, they brought in, a, they, they retooled their their lineup. They always find a way. There's a pesky team. You know, they still have Glassow and uh, Yarborough. They have Chris Archer, who's a question mark, Walker question mark, Rich Hill, question mark. Uh, just, it's going to work one of those guys two of those guys is going to work out for him it's unbelievable it doesn't matter they only need to pitch four innings anyway and, uh, and the bullpen will take care of the rest we know what their bullpen is capable of we've seen how dominant they can be it's just this is an annoying team top to bottom whether you're talking about Brandon Lau or Willie Adamas the kid or Rosa Reina who had a monster postseason everybody's going to be watching him for rookie of the year this year I mean, I hope the kid falls off so hard. I hope he's batting 115 uh, late August, but I, that's not going to happen. Right? The G-Man Choi owns Garrett Cole. Uh, they're going to they're be a needle on the Yankees' side. They were all last season. They owned the Yankees last season. They're going to continue to be a needle on their side this year. 85-and-a-half, too low for this team. They're going to be making a push for the division. Give me Tampa Bay with the over. Right there, that one hurt, man.
2: <laughs>
1: so I'm gonna I'm gonna counteract that pain. The another team I despise. With this one, I this team I despise with my heart and my soul and every fiber of my being. I hate the Boston Red Sox. Their number is 80 and a half, and I took them under last season. Worked out well for me. Uh, I'm gonna take the under again. They have done. Almost nothing to get any better. You know, they, they, they have a couple guys in the lineup that, that can scare you. Devers, who had an off year. Bogarts, Martinez, who had an off year. After that, it is a thin team. And that, that's going for the, the pitch, the starting rotation. That's the bullpen. They brought in Adovino this year. Um, and their bullpen is everybody's hurt in their bullpen as well at this, right, at this moment. Um, Sale not going to start the year on the team he's got coming off Tommy John surgery he was he sucked before he got hurt anyway so who knows what he's going to be when he comes back Uh, this this team is just it's trash they're garbage and I I, I'm I'm, I've and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it um 80 and a half too high for this shit team they are uh looking they're looking in the low mid 70s I think um at at best. So, give me Boston under 80 and a half.
0: All right, Boston under 80 and a half. All right, I am uh, – I'm going to go stay, stay in that same division in the AL East. Nice. I took this team as an over last year. This year, I'm going under with Toronto. Whoa. I think Vegas has – maybe overrated them a touch. You know, they have them, uh, looks like, lined up to be the second-place team this year in that division. Uh, Let's see, what's the number at? I should probably give the number out. 86-and-a-half. I feel like 86 is a lot when your opening day starter is Hunjin Ryu. I mean, you're looking at you're You're penciling a team into an 87 games with uh, not a whole lot of pitching. They're going to hit the crap out of the ball. You know, if you don't pitch against Toronto, they're going, to, they're going to knock you all over the park. I just feel like, you know, Yankees with their offense, you know, Boston's offense will probably be improved. Tampa can always hit. Uh, Toronto's going to lose some games. Toronto's going to probably lose some slugfests, and their pitching's going to get knocked around. I don't see how you can just count on a team with that pitching to win in the high 80s and 90 games. So I think they'll improve. I know last year they were the 8th seed. I think they finished a few games under five hundred. Again, 60-game season, so who the hell knows. I think Toronto – the next step for Toronto to me is winning 84, 85 games, which I think they'll be right around that number. I just can't count on them, you know, to win close to 90 games. So I'm going to take a shot and go under 86.5. Okay. All right, let me see if, I see if I can find it over. I only wrote down three teams. <laughs> three th-
1: just three teams, not three overs, three unders, just three teams?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I literally wrote them down like 15 minutes before we came on. I, I procrastinated <laughs> at work today. I procrastinated my work and my podcast work at work today.
1: Oh, yeah, you're trying to steal uh, vaccines from
0: the needy. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> it
1: takes a lot of work.
0: Survival of the fittest out there. Doggy dog. Eat dog. <laughs> um, all right. This is another team I took last year. I took them as an over and I'm going to take them as an over again. I'm going uh, white Sox over 90 and a half. Seems a little high. I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, first off that division, they're going to beat the crap out of the Royals and tigers all year. And I think they're going to probably beat up on the Indians. Cause I just like, I, you know, laid out. I don't think the Indians are gonna be very good. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be probably them and the twins for that division. Um and I'm not real I'm never that high on the twins. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think the White Sox probably win this division. Pitching would scare me a little bit. I think Keuchel's their opening day starter. They got a good core group of guys. Hopefully they rally around that injury to uh Eloy. They still got guys like uh, Tim Anderson, obviously a, a bray did a Bray win the M V P last year? He did, yep. He did, mm-hmm. and yeah, so they have Jose Abreu. Um, you know, they, they're uh, Luis Robert, who uh, I don't think he was Rookie of the Year last year, but he uh, he was he was up there. He had a really good year. Um, they could just get a little bit of pitching. The bullpen again is is still a question mark, but I think in terms of just winning games in the regular season in that division, uh, I think they'll be able to win enough. I think. Uh, I mean, they they are they got a shot here. They could be. Uh, I know the Yankees are probably projected to be the one seed in the uh, in the American League, but the White Sox have a shot in that division to, you know, win 95 games, which I think they're probably going to do. So give me the White Sox over 90 and a half.
1: Not going to miss Eloy Jimenez at all, you're saying?
0: I think they're going to rally around that injury. And I think people are going to – I think people are going to kind of sleep on it. They're going to look at that injury. They're going to uh, – Look at maybe some questionable – got to see, actually. i got to even see who's on the roster. I'm giving out picks, and I can't even remember who's on the team.
1: <laughs> what, is it, <laughs> what, what is it about a guy like Ryu? You mentioned Ryu before. I feel like his stock went through the roof. Uh, he had a good, good season, was it two years ago, before the short season with the Dodgers?
0: He had a career year where Lucky Cashman didn't give him a 10-year deal.
1: Right. Yeah. So what I don't yeah. understand how these pitcher stocks go through. they have one good year after you know career of being middling at best and all of a sudden I'm, I with Bauer too. Like I don't understand the Bauer love fest. I I like, I'm not sold on Bauer at all and right where a number 1 for a contender it doesn't make much sense to me like how that is it just do these teams need the pitching they're desperate or is it because they don't have like the uh, – they don't hold stock from starting pitching. They, they, they just want to have guys who can get you through four or five innings and they want to build the bullpen more importantly than the rotation. Is that what I – I don't know if it's
0: – I think the Blue Days are desperate for pitching. That's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: And the White Sox signed uh, Adam Eaton and they signed Liam Hendricks, who I'm going to assume maybe he's their closer. Got and it, they boy, traded yeah. for Lance Lynn. There, that's, that's my other – that's my case for the White Sox. Lynn's in big year.
1: Lynn's another guy. Just don't get it. Like
0: he was, he <laughs> yeah. was bad
1: for a long time. And then he was, he was great last year, but we're <laughs> really going to put our hopes that he continues to be great when we saw what we saw you know, previously. I guess it just these guys just capitalize on that one good year because, you know, like the Blue Jays, a lot of the league is just desperate for a pitcher.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Supply is Lance demand. Lynn their number two? That's not good if Lance Lynn is their number two. Supply. Well, they have Giolito. Okay, Giolito, Keiko. I feel a little bit better now.
1: Supply and demand.
0: They're going to have to trade for an arm at the, de- at the deadline, the White Sox. At least an arm. Everybody. Yeah.
1: All right. So you had Toronto, Chicago, White Sox. Over to me. Okay, I got one under and two overs to go. Uh, where am I going to go with this one? Uh, okay. I'm going to stick with uh, in the central, but we'll go to the NL central. And this team, that feel like this number. Uh, no, I don't like this. I'm switching. I'm not doing it. That's that's a big number okay. for this team. No, nope, that This one I had written down. I'm not sticking with them. An over? It was an over.
0: You were going Cardinals over.
1: I was, yeah. And then I just didn't. They always surprise you the Cardinals. 86 and a half. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my put my buck behind them to go over that. I don't they're they they're always finding a way to, to be there in the pennant race in August, but I just don't have my faith wavered as I was gonna go put it in pen for <clears throat> the whole world to see. So we'll switch that up. <laughs> Instead, have we taken all the NLEs teams yet? No?
0: Great. Uh we've taken <laughs> taking two of them.
1: All right, taking one more. <laughs> taking one more with an over here. All right. And this number is real low. 71 and a half is the Marlins number. I'm just I'm I'm high on their story. What can I say? I they they had a really fun year last year, uh, made some noise, found their found their way into the playoffs, and they have, you know, they have they have ball players in that team. They have Staling Marte and Adam Duval. And they have a lot of young players that um, are exciting, exciting to watch. I mean, Sixto Sanchez, Pablo Lopez, and these these are rotation guys. And and am I am I crazy to just want? Is Mattingly now a? uh, Is is he changing the environment down there? Jeter, Mattingly, are they make are they making beautiful magic happen down there with this low payroll, uh, seemingly joke of a franchise? I don't know. Garrett Cooper could put a few balls over the, over the fence. I just think they're going to be one of those teams. They're too dumb to know that, they're, that they are supposed to win under 71 and a half games. So they're going, to, they're going to find a way to win a couple more than that. I don't know. They're a fun team. Give me, give me the Marlins. Give me a reason for the Marlins this year with over 71 and a half.
0: I don't trust the Marlins.
1: It's not about trust, Dan. That was, that was a bet with the heart.
0: Right there. That was the heart wants what the heart wants. That's it. That's
1: it. No, there's no reason to trust them. Makes no sense to trust them. But you they feel- just need
0: to go. They just need to go seventy-two and ninety. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's not crazy, right?
0: Yeah, they'll face Marcus Stroman enough times. It's a few wins.
1: <laughs> I told you, man. It's a competitive division, which means that even the even the. L- low man and torn poles and uh, sneak a few sneak sneak a few wins in there against uh, the juggernauts. Sure, I don't think they get swept by any of those teams. They always play the they always play the Braves tough.
0: Yeah, they play the Mets tough. They love beating the Mets.
1: Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> okay, one more under for you. Okay, now we'll stick in the Central. Uh, back to the AL Central. And you got me thinking a little bit about it because, you know, the, the competition in this division is atrocious. And that's probably why Minnesota gets fat every year. Oh, yeah. But I'm ready for Minnesota to fall off. I'm ready for them to have a down year. Uh, Nelson Cruz is 50 years old in the middle of the lineup. He's, he's, at some point, he's got to take a step back. Uh, never trusted Sino. Donaldson Donaldson's a great ball player. You know he, he's can't carry. He's not going to carry a team though. Uh, Byron Buxton, he is what we thought he was. They got Anderton, Anderton, Simmons. I forgot about that. Good shortstop, not a difference maker with the bat. Uh, I'm just ready for them to take to take a step take a step back. Their pitching rotation includes P- P- Michael Pineda, J. Happ. Um, I can't get behind a team with J. Happ on it. Cannot. Believe
2: forgot, it, forgot about I'm
0: that. Just,
1: yeah. I'm just ready. I'm with Minnesota. I'm just their clock is ticking, and it's kind of like, do you, do you take them one year too many, or do you take the under one year too early? Right? It's like you get rid of a quarterback a year before he's useless rather than a year after. So I'm ready. I'm ready for the Twins to take a step back. I, who's their – Who's their? I was just. Uh, just Barrios, Maeda. Maeda's another guy to me. That's in the Ryu camp.
0: Is he a reliever now, Maeda?
1: Um, let me see. My, maybe the site I'm using isn't up to date. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be great have to go back and do this whole thing over again. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll get, it. We'll, we'll get it from a second source. Uh, no, I've got him as the number one on this team.
0: Maeda, yeah, all right,
2: Kent Maeda,
1: yeah. I don't, I it's some, yeah. No, he's another guy. I feel like he just his stock seems higher than it should be.
0: Yeah, he's, he's decent, Maeda.
1: It looks like he's always been. You know, uh, what am I looking at here? the fuck are these stats? I don't know what the hell I'm looking at.
2: War? Whip? <laughs> I have
1: no idea. I don't know what that was. Alright, let's try the again, third site here. Kentum just for fucking Kenta Maeda shit. Can you just give me the fucking career stats on this guy? Uh pitching. Alright, this is the real deal here. Yeah, three seventy-five career ERA, two seventy last year. He's not gonna do that again. Yeah. Two years ago, full season, four ERA. Last year, two seven ERA. He's not gonna duplicate that. Come on, man. No, I don't trust the team at all. Minnesota taking a step back under eighty-eight and a half.
0: All right. All right, so I gotta give two more, I guess. Uh
1: Yes, that's the that's the that's the whole point of the show, right there.
0: Yeah, those are the rules. I guess I can't tap out at four.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got to find a new overnight. I got the St. Louis thing fucked me up.
0: All uh, right, it's a little bit of a hard-headed pick, I think.
1: Oh, you're not going with Oakland under again, are
0: you? No. <laughs> I'm not going to take the Oakland under. I don't, and I don't want to – I mean, I could just take one of these shitty teams as an under. Tigers, the Royals, one of these teams. Pick one of those teams. I'm going to have some fun with it. Let us see a Royals I'm gonna, I'm, over. I'm going to have some fun right here. I'm going to roll talking. the dice.
1: Roll them. Let's go. Get crazy. Okay, you're blowing the dice it's too a, long.
0: <laughs> it's, it, it's absurd to just pencil a team in to win over 100 games year in and year out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with the Dodgers under 102.5. Ah,
1: yes. I love this pick. Great job
0: by you. I mean, Kershaw is going to live on the IL the rest of his career. I mean, Walker Bueller, good, but he's been a little spotty, a little up and down. I think he's had a little injury uh, issues too, right? He's he wasn't.
1: He wasn't himself. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I remember him having some sort of something. I don't know what. He
0: hasn't quite taken the next step of like star. I think he was better. You want him it, to?
1: I think he was better, like his first year up than he than he yeah. has been.
0: Yeah. Bauer, who knows? He got you know he's got a little bit of a contract now. Is he gonna? He's coming off a of Cy Young, which oh. may have just been a career year. Uh, Jansen is always a question mark at the end of the game. Listen, this team's gonna be awesome. I mean, they're going to win 90 games in their sleep. I just can't give a team 103 wins. And I actually saw something. What what actually turned me on to this pick was uh, something I read on Twitter right before we we came on and started taping. Was that the last? I think it was like the last five teams in the last however many years, 20, 25 years, that had an over/under this high all went under including the 99 Yankees who were coming off the 114 wins. Mm-hmm. They were their over under was 104 and a half and they only won 98, only 98. Like it was bad year. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would look for something like that out of the Dodgers this year, you know, maybe a little bit of a world series hangover. It took them so many years to finally get over the hump. Maybe they have a little bit of a slow start. Maybe they kind of just go through the motions. The Padres are very good. You know, maybe another one of those teams, either the Giants or Diamondbacks, steps up and kind of is like the third team in that division. I know the Rockies are supposed to be terrible. Um, so, yeah, Dodgers under 102 and a half. And,
1: now, so, and there's a fun team to root against, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw that stat, I decided I was
1: – Kind of like being undefeated against the spread in the tournament, right? Can't, can't miss.
0: Right. All right. Let's see. Let's try and find it over.
2: Um, ah, this is this is a. Uh, what is on that paper you got there?
0: Just the over unders.
1: Same,
0: <laughs> same exact thing I sent you.
1: That's it. It's just the numbers. <laughs> just, just the numbers. numbers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right, you know I'm gonna piggyback. I already, already made a point against Bauer, right? For the Dodgers, yep. why I'm taking them under. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little Ewing theory and say the Reds go over eighty-one and a half. Ah, all right. On, on the surface, on the surface, the Reds shouldn't be as good as they were last year. Obviously, losing Bauer, mm-hmm. and they lose uh Iglesias too. Their closer, I believe. So two two big losses right there, but still have Luis Castillo. Yep. He's their uh, you know their ace. Yep. Who uh, hopefully they don't trade at the deadline, or else this under uh, over is going to turn into an under really fast. Well, uh, just to the Yankees, then we could deal with it. Yeah, then we'll then we'll live <laughs> with it. Uh, Sonny Gray, obviously, as soon as he got out of pinstripes, he's the solid number two now. Uh, Sean Doolittle, who I'm assuming is going to uh, take over the closer duties. I you know, think it's
1: going to be the kid of Mayor Garrett.
0: Oh, Garrett's going to uh, – I yeah, don't would... Garrett.
1: Well, Doolittle du- 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 is a good backup to have if Garrett doesn't work out. But G- I think Garrett was kind of being groomed for it.
0: Yeah, so Doolittle du- du- will little. be the uh, closer by May <laughs> yeah. after Mayor Garrett falls on his face. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Uh, it, on, on paper, this is more of a contrarian play because on paper, I don't think the Red should be over five hundred. Uh, but I don't know. They still have some veterans, you know, Moustakis mm-hmm. is on this team, uh, Castellanos, mm-hmm. uh, their one, their flaw last year is they just could not hit the ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. This division feels, it feels very up in the air and I feel like it's up for grabs. You know, the pirates are going to be terrible. I think that, uh, we could all, that's the general consensus around the league. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Reds. Who the fuck am I missing?
1: Uh, Brewers, Cubs, Reds. Oh, the Cubs and the Cubs. Uh,
0: I don't know about the Cubs. Oh. The Cubs. Are-
1: you didn't say Cubs.
0: <laughs> Cubs. Cubs feel like a dead team walking. I don't know. I don't know about the Cubs, so I, I almost I don't want to I don't want to completely dismiss the Cubs because they you know they they're not that far removed from a World Series. I just feel like the Cubs have seen their better days, and I would say they missed their win. They didn't miss their window because they did win a championship, but I think they missed their window on being like that special team that could win uh, you know a few championships. Mm-hmm. So I think the division is actually up there for grabs. I, I think the Reds could win this division, um, and I guess if I'm taking them over with 81 and a half, I may as well just make the declaration and say Reds win the division, you know. And I think they could win it probably with like 88 wins. All right, I don't yeah. think this is a division that – uh I mean, everyone's going to beat up on the Pirates. But I think the other teams are kind of kind of beat up on each other. None of them are that great. The Cardinals, eh, I mean, it, they're probably the best team. I just think it's going to be there for the taking. So, Reds over – Eighty-one and a half. NL Central champs. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I like that pick. It, this is a team that was kind of waiting in the wings to kind of take a step, all right. And it, and they they haven't. They they right. They they were better last year. I guess like you say, they couldn't really hit, but they had they had what it seemed to be the horses. But they have a lot of young guys in this team too. You I mean, you mentioned the veterans, um, including and in Suarez and Vado, But you have the... The kid uh, in center field, they brought over from Japan a couple of years ago. Still waiting for him to kind of turn it on. Senzel, another guy who's
0: Senzel, yeah.
1: Who I mean, he's an enigma. He's he's hurt. He gets hay fever, but he is he's supposed to be a big part of this team too. So you don't you don't know what to expect um, from him. You kind of if you're in your position, you're hoping that he takes the next step in that direction. He's uh, I don't know. He scores 100 runs or 90 runs and steals a bunch of bases. Um, and it's kind of a cornerstone of this team. But, uh, yeah, I like it. You know, you're looking, for, you're looking for the team to kind of turn it on, as was expected maybe a year ago, and maybe this is the year they do it. So I like that pick.
0: Yeah, Wade Miley, five-starter. I hope he's the five-starter.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, you're in trouble. If he's behind Sonny Gray, then we're, yeah, deep okay. shit. Yeah. Let's see. All right. So I it just got, seemed like what it seemed like what those guys they lost because they were under 500 last year. They were the seven seed. Mm-hmm. It seems like with those with the guys they lost that their over under should be a little bit less, which makes me like the over.
1: Fair. That's a fair way to go about it. All
0: right. There we Log- have it.
1: Logical. All right. So I need another over. I have, um, Man, I have like all east teams. Minnesota is as far west as I get, and I only have one. Oh, I have two National League teams. All right, so I just, I don't need to make it that even. Okay. I want. I really want to pick one of these shit teams to go over. But ha- I already picked the Marlins. And I, Detroit, Texas, Baltimore, Colorado, Pittsburgh. So the teams below them. Ha- how could oh, those teams are the dregs?
0: I, I think, think I, of of those teams, I would pick the Orioles to go over.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's probably right. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna pick any of these teams. But Baltimore probably is a team. They have a lot of young guys coming up. Um, it is a big rebuilding process. I don't know what year of what year this is, but they are at least three years away from being any sort of competitive. Yeah, but this year you're going to see that catcher is going to come up, right? They got an outfielder who's a stud who's going to come up. You know, once they get the control of them, right? You'll see all these guys in June, whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're right about that. We won't be touching any of those teams, though,
0: for the over. I, I thought about it. I gave consideration, but I don't want to have to root for the Orioles. I just not really. I don't want to do that.
1: No, but you're just gonna be rooting for them in September to to win three games, basically. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna be cheering. The Yankees can still sweep them, still go 20 and four against them in the year, and Baltimore can still hit the number. So,
0: And I'm looking at their pitching staff right now. I don't know. It's ugly. 64 and a, 64 and a half might be a stretch. It's ugly. Yeah, it's ugly. It's not uh, good. Let's see. This team, let's pick this team. Jesus, who's their opening day starter? John Means?
2: Ugh. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: I can't get behind this team.
1: I can't get behind the Giants for an over. five and a half is their number. I just do we trust any anything about this team?
0: They were scrappy last year, short season though. They were actually an underpick last year of mine, and they actually ended up going over because mm-hmm. they had a hot start. Okay. Over one sixty two though, no, I do not think they're very good.
1: Yeah, even two two years ago they got hot. They had their they had a moment, but never could never uh, follow through all the way. It was just, you know, a couple weeks of good ball. But uh, you, to have them sustain with this team, I don't know. I
0: stared at Arizona and San Francisco and I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure.
1: Cannot make a case. Even the most creative mind cannot make a case. I mean, Buster Posey took a year off last year. He's back in the middle of a lineup. He wasn't the same guy two years ago. What's, you know, he's not going to be the same guy this year, right? He's not I think they even said that he's not going to play – his off days won't be at first base. They're just going to have somebody else catch because his bat is, is that far removed from his heyday. So, uh, yeah, that, that team is – I think they're just hoping to get a few out of these veterans and make, make a little bit of a push for a wild card and, and maybe make a move if they, if they have – I mean, that was two years ago. That was the thing with them is they were close, they didn't make a move, and then they fell off. Mhm. And it was a whole thing Would they, they, they trade uh, – uh, what's his name? And they didn't. Uh, Giants? Yeah, Bumgarner. Would they trade him or not? Bumgarner, yeah. Uh, and then they didn't, and then he just kind of rode out the season and then went to uh, what do you call it, Arizona, right? So, uh, all right, I'm taking my sweet-ass time. Let's just fucking – let's just dive in here, find an
2: over and quick, man. Um. Okay. All
1: right, let's do it. I'm going to go back to the NL Central. Shit. Uh, a team disappointing last year, if I remember correctly. Um, and two years ago in the last full season, they made a, a big run without their stud down the stretch. Um, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. Their number? Is a little high. 82 and a half. I think it's a little high. I wish it was a game or two lower, I wish it was around the 80 mark, but 82 and a half, I'll take it. Um, this team is built to compete. All right. If they stay healthy, if Yelich is healthy, you know, we know he's an MVP candidate. Uh came and long at the top of the lineup. They brought in Jackie Bradley Jr., who not a stud, but a good piece. Uh, Hura, the kid, second baseman, he get hit for power. They're Bullpen is as good a bullpen as there is. Hater, Devin Williams, Suter, Uh, those guys are all studs. They can mow down any lineup. Uh, and their pitching staff, piecemeal, but not bad. Brandon Woodruff, not a stud ace, but he get the job done. Corbin Burns, Adrian Hauser, all guys. Freddie Peralta, all guys who kind of, you know, they're not going to light up. Uh, not gonna light up the other team exactly, but they'll get the job done. And like I said, this team is just built to compete. And I think that I don't know, what was their record last year? I feel like they took a step back last year. A well, little disappointing.
0: I think uh, they, they weren't very good last year.
1: Yeah, I think they, I, they think they're back this year. I think this is that was a one year anomaly. Not that they're going to be winning hundred games, but I think they're going to be in the mix uh, in the central here. Um, I like them. Brewer, I don't really love rooting for him because what's his name is the manager council, and uh, he drives me nuts in the playoffs. When I see him come out of the pen or out of the, out of the dugout, it drives me nuts. I can't I can't stand the guy. Other than that, I don't really mind the Brewers. Bob Euchre is always on their side, so um, yeah, give me the Brewers over eighty two and a half to round out. My three overs. My three overs are Tampa Bay and Miami, staying in Florida, Milwaukee. And my unders are the New York Mets, the Boston Red Sox, Minnesota Twins.
0: Yeah, I got uh, overs. Philly over 80 and a half. White Sox over 90 and a half. Reds over 81 and a half. Three unders. Cleveland under 81 and a half. Toronto under 86 and a half. Dodgers under 102 and a half. There you have it.
1: Brewers were twenty nine and thirty one last year.
0: Okay, I kind of want to take the Mariners. That was I was just looking at the Mariners, maybe as a dark horse over.
1: Why the Mariners?
0: I don't know. I was just looking at their roster. I could see Paxton pitching well now that he's out of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, true. Is he yeah. hurt or no? Uh he was. He will be. Yeah. <laughs> Just, justice sheffield marco i like marco gonzalez they hit a little bit i don't know 73 and a half i don't really like any of these teams to be honest with you I, how, why are there no good teams
1: yeah it gets tough man you got to make a case you got to find you got to find a team that's going to make a little bit of a move you know i told you those, yeah. eight, those 80 82 to 87 teams are tough man I mean, they can go. That's that's a,
0: that's you can, most that's an yeah.
1: either way thing. Yeah, it's most of them. Yeah, just either go either way. But you know, it's the eternal season of eternal hope. Easter
0: opening day. Blue skies, apple pie, final four. Yeah,
1: isn't it like regal pie? Isn't that the right pie to have on Easter?
0: Is it? I had regal yeah. pie on uh, Christmas. Was that the wrong time to have it?
1: No, I don't know. I have no idea what the Easter pies are. Wait, what's that? Was that? I, yeah. There's a, a, a lot of there's
0: a lot of pies you can have. What is the stand I I always do zaples.
1: Oh, because like I, know, I'm going is, down yeah.
0: Good Friday. I'm getting I'm getting my hands on some zaples.
1: Yeah, it's probably it's, yeah,
0: it's just pastry. Zaples is the way to go. Um, That's how I, I am with every holiday though. I'm a pastry guy. I find a way to incorporate some sort of pastry.
1: Gonna be a lime, big
0: lime. Sorry, right. I'll be there bright and early with bells on.
1: Don't worry, bells. Um, what what's the what's your Easter meal? Like I got. I don't think there's a standard Easter meal, at least for Italians. There probably is, but I, don't mm, know.
0: I guess lasagna would only would be the only staple. Yeah.
1: What's what's the meat?
0: I've always like last year. I mean, I all I did was celebrate with my wife and we did lamb chops. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in in the past, I don't think we've ever had a staple like ham.
1: I think, um, I think lamb is like an Easter specific
0: meal. Yeah. Lambs, lambs good. Lambs more something you eat. I don't know. out at a, at a a restaurant.
1: Oh, Um, didn't come out, didn't come out good. How you made them?
0: No, it was, it was, I did it on the grill. Um, I think I was a little paranoid about overcooking it, and I probably undercooked it a little bit because they say don't overcook lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might, I might take another crack at it this year. I don't know. Uh, definitely gonna make a design, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think ham might be the the standard for that most people do.
2: Yeah. Ham doesn't
0: really move the needle much for me. I like leftover ham to make ham omelets. like mm-hmm. I could take or leave ham.
1: Yeah, Easter's. Pizza's fine, ham's fine. Uh, pizza game—I mean, that's like. Uh, oh yeah, of course, yeah. That's a standard. Are you making any? I, I got to get my hands on some this year.
0: Um, no, I don't. I don't know where it's being made. I have to—I have to figure that out. If I could infiltrate. <laughs> Just kind of make your presence known. Make your presence known to get a little piece. Those who don't know,
1: pizza gain is uh, a basic. Recipe is, it's a you put down some dough like you're baking like you're doing a cake, but it's dough like peat like bread dough, and you dump a bunch of scrambled eggs into it, dump a bunch of chopped up pepperoni and ham, super mm-hmm. side whatever you get your hands on meat wise, put the top on uh, that same dough, throw it in the oven, all cooks together, and that's your pizza game. You
0: like it cold or hot?
1: Uh, it, I like it. No matter what, okay. I'll eat it. I'll eat it room temperature. I've been on the counter for two weeks.
0: <laughs> I okay, I agree, agreed. It's a fair point. Agree with you, but I actually <laughs> I like it cold.
1: It's very it's great cold. It I is, love it cold. I mean, it's so good cold. Uh, yeah. I probably have it more cold than hot. I only have it hot when it's like that. Like if you're there making it, so that's the only time I'll have it hot. Yeah, you keep it could, wrapped
0: up in the fridge.
1: Can't even have it hot though, because usually. You make it on Good Friday, number one. You're not supposed to eat between meals. Number two, you're not supposed to eat meat uh, on Good Friday. Right. So, just in
0: case the Pope is listening, right? Yeah, yes.
1: Well, listen. If you're at somebody's house, at least when we were younger, if you're at somebody's house and there were, you know, certain eyes were watching you, you couldn't do. That. <laughs> I mean, you go to no. Pep- you go to Pepe's afterwards, get a large pepperoni. But I mean, if you you can't get <laughs> in front of a certain company, so yeah, you get skewered. You'd be, right, you were in you'd, trouble. You'd be on the menu for Easter. A lot of church, <laughs> lot, a lot of church uh, Easter week. I don't know how they how they continue to do it because I don't know anybody who does all these except you know for the retired people. Um, I can't think of one. Oh, person. the Good Friday, Holy
0: Saturday, all those masses.
1: Holy Wednesday too, man. I think Holy Thursday is a, there's a mass too. I'm not sure what like the expected ones are, but there's mass all
0: week Easter week. It's a big week for the church.
1: Yeah, and this is the, its the longest mass. I don't—I <laughs> can't remember the last time I went to an Easter mass.
0: Uh, I think what do was, they do? Why is it long? Do they do they like act out Jesus getting crucified? Is that do, what happens?
1: Oh, they do the whole thing. I think it's Easter Saturday they do that, whereas everybody, or maybe it's Good Friday, but they everybody acts out the
0: whole uh that's too much that's too much like just you know stay in your lane you know what i mean don't turn it into a shakespeare play we don't yeah. need to see how it went down I, we, I see the guy up there on the cross well I then get the, i get the gist i saw the mel gibson movie
1: the priest plays jesus and you play like the angry like the like the the, the uh people at church <laughs> they are the angry crowd all right. I'm gonna be one of these. Ang- I'm gonna be one of the bad guys in this play. Why am I one of the bad guys? This cat, hey, I don't want
0: to be. I do pilot. Yeah, the Fuck cast that is guy twisted. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let me be an apostle or something. One of the good ones. For Christ's sake, literally for Christ's sake, let me be one of the good apostles. Yeah, can't I be a
0: conscientious objector or something? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man. Jesus needed like a couple of good fellows with them, really he just had his crew was a little soft, that's all
0: his crew was soft man so, Jesus, go to bat for the guy, you're lord and savior
1: yeah, yeah yeah, it's not like he's just like your buddy that you uh play that you go bowling with uh every Tuesday night you're an elks club guy you're yeah. literally you're literally finding the guy around everywhere, somebody's got to run up and Take down one of those guards. You I mean? Like, it, what? Mary Magdalene is the only one that was doing anything.
2: Yeah. And then everyone was standing around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, unacceptable.
0: It's like, it's like in the tournament when your best player doesn't have it, right? The other guys, they're just standing around. Just get the guy out of Let Jerusalem. It happen.
1: Get him out of Jerusalem. Come on. They did it. They did it for Vito Corleone and Godfather too. They got him out of there
0: yeah because but didn't it, jesus kind of call his shot at the last supper and be like i gotta i gotta fall on the sword i gotta die for your for your sins i never really understood that whole dying for your sins thing but
1: I mean, it did rise again it's kind of a show-off i guess <laughs> i don't think you'd be saying that on easter week <laughs> about jesus <laughs> we could we could badmouth his crew a little bit i don't know if you could call him a show-off though
2: a
0: yeah, little bit. A little bit of a showboat.
1: That's where I want to... That's what I want to... Um, the story I want to hear is what would happen if they didn't crucify him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, where, where are we right now?
1: What's the next step in Jesus'
0: life if he doesn't get crucified? Oh, man. It's like what happened. What would happen if Jimi Hendrix didn't OD? Like, what would he be doing? Yeah. His, his allure he wouldn't have as much of an allure. No, Jesus didn't die. Jesus didn't die for our sins. He died for his legacy. Selfish prick. Ooh.
1: Oh no! Man. Man. I think oh, so. Double him down.
0: Jesus, I think he did.
1: Oh, Jesus, you man. said it. <laughs> Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Oh wow! I did not think we're getting to this level of sacrilege—the holiest week of the year.
0: Well, is it more holy than Christmas? It's a kind yeah, of a morbid so. – it's very morbid to kind of celebrate a guy's death.
1: When you're celebrating the crucif- – the, not the crucifixion, but you're celebrating the he is risen, that part.
0: I yeah, mean, it. I have a three-day weekend, though, so I'm kind of celebrating the death. I don't. Taking advantage of it, I, at get, least. I don't get Good Friday off. What is this? Why is it called Good Friday if he died? Yeah, that's like – it be called, Friday? like, Bad Friday?
1: <laughs> Terrible Friday. Uh, I don't know the meaning. Worst
0: Friday ever.
1: <laughs> unless your punches
0: pilot right it's good for a few people but
1: yeah it's a good question why is it called good friday and that's like one that's just something that you hear when you're a kid i don't think i've
0: ever actually looked into it it's probably something like an eight-year-old questions like why is it good friday why is it good friday if this guy got nailed to a cross brutally uh... murdered and whipped
1: yeah, uh, one of the worst murders. I mean, just in front of people, that cheering for it. Carrying, carrying the cross that he will be hung from. It's really a miserable way to go. Crucifixion is not pleasant. No. If I, can, if I can state the obvious. That terrible Friday has been called Good Friday because it led to the resurrection of Jesus and his victory over death and sin and the celebration of Easter. Very pinnacle of Christian celebrations.
0: Right. So it's a good Friday. It's good Friday because you get to stuff your face with lasagna once a year. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to on Sunday. <laughs> uh, good. Thanks a lot, Jesus.
1: What are we thank- What are we thankful for this year though?
0: What are we thankful for?
1: Yeah. Jesus is a little sleep at the wheel. COVID times.
0: I'm trying to get a vaccine. I could use a little help. I could use a little help.
1: <laughs> I guess there's some good came out of it, I guess. I don't know. Something came out of COVID? Bronson Pinchot lost 60 pounds.
0: Did he really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I feel like people went one way or the other. A lot of people. Yep. Some people put on 60. Some people lost 60.
1: Well... For Bronson Pinchot,
0: this would be a great Friday. Good for Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, always, always rooting for him. He's sixty I, years old. You know he, I didn't even uh, realize he was. I always looked at him as like kind of a thin guy, and know he had sixty pounds to lose.
1: And the article I read, he said he has struggled with his weight since he was five years old. And he's like, whenever he would go on break from Perfect Strangers, he'd come back overweight. And lose had to lose whatever poundage. I guess it was a little bit easier when he was younger. But
0: would. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, yeah the A true little,
0: Hollywood story. Brons a little, a
1: little more about Bronson Pinchot than you expected to get. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there's your over unders. There's your Bronson Pinchot update. You're your, well, the reason you're going to see Ant in the depths of hell at some point. Just, yeah. Hey, Jesus is going to cancel you. You're going to get there. He's going to play this podcast. You're going to be canceled.
0: Hey, I'll take all the listeners I can get. Jesus is <laughs> bad. You know what I mean? Bad publicity is, uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
1: And I think Jesus is going to take a joke also. I think he's got a good sense of humor.
0: Yeah. I think he knows I got a good heart.
1: I didn't say that. He, unless, he, unless, you you know. were, he, unless you were making a joke there. Yeah, he's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if he's truly watching us all the time, then he knows. He knows where my allegiance lies.
1: What's that? Yankees and uh... yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll call it uh, we'll call it a show. Thanks, as always, to everybody for tuning in, listening, and spending the time with us. We'll be back here on Saturday for the post-Final Four rundown. See where we stand with the finals. What's the score of this game at Michigan? What do we got here as we're about to UCLA
0: is up a point. Michigan's on an 8-0 run. Cut it, to, cut it to one. Thank you, sir.
1: All right, there you have it. So, again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on Sunday Poor. Until then,
0: have a great fucking week. Take care.
1: Of all the shows that we do, no, not once did they think about doing Perfect Strangers? Is that because he does an accent and you can't do accents anymore?
0: Why can't you do accents?
1: They want, like, the actual people to play the people.
0: But that's bullshit because, I mean, it's obviously bullshit. How many uh, of these Australian actors come over and play that's my Dominic West? McNulty is Australian. Oh, crushed I mean, it. Great.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's the one thing. Like, I understand wanting people to be represented in stuff and, and movies and TV shows, but good actors are good actors. Now, if they're not doing a good job finding <laughs> minority actors or whatever, that's not, you know, that's a problem, but there's no reason. I mean, there are only so many roles and, they, and there's a lot of money put into these movies. So if you can get the best, right? I'm not saying have uh, Tom Hanks play Denzel's part in training day, but, no. um, but if, if Tom Hanks needs to have the talk, like, you know, he's from the South or needs to talk like he's from, you know, or is like an Italian immigrant or something, you know, all, why not? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand the, uh, Christian Troy. He
0: was, he's, uh, Australian. Is he really? I did not. Know yeah. That. He's, he has, he's not an
1: American. I had no idea. I did not know that.
0: You feel cheated now? Do you feel like you want all your Nip Tuck episodes <laughs> no, back? Now? No,
1: no. If I if if <laughs> I regret a lot of watching Nip Tuck, but it has nothing to do with him being Australian. Yeah, <laughs> it went to some weird places that that show.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. That's I mean, I could have this conversation all day. It's ridiculous. Like when they got mad at Bryan Cranston when he played a paraplegic. I mean, I mean
1: but, but who it's else? Acting, could, but yeah, but if you're if you're a movie and and you're a producer and you can get Brian Cranston when he was the height of his popularity. I mean, that's a business decision. You're not getting yeah, anybody bigger than Cranston at that point. Why would you want somebody else? I mean, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a starring role. You know, I, I don't, I hate to say it in these terms, but is, is the idea to get, you know, like a, a paraplegic who's never been in a movie before just because, you know, he's paraplegic. Because that's, really, that's not really fair to the actors who have spent years and years and years honing their craft. Like, you can't just have them play these narrow characters. <laughs> You're just going to end up having, it's just going to be everybody in superhero movies, because then you could, you could kind of get nuts. You put on a costume, do whatever you want to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole point of acting is pretending to be something that you aren't.
1: Yeah, look at Italians, man. We <laughs> we adopt James Caan. He was in The Godfather, not Italian. We adopted him. Yeah,
0: we, we I mean, who cares? Like, all right, he Italian. He's Jewish. No one cares. Come on, he's in. great.
1: You're one of us now. You're part welcome to the family. Yeah, no
0: one's got an issue with that.
1: No, that's that's what I don't get. Like, if they're you're a good actor and they do a great job, why can't I? They, these, people, these people take pride in their jobs. You know why? 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 Not they're trying to do a shit job. Why can't you just say, "Look, good for you. You did a great job." Or, they do shitty. You could be like, "Look, they did a whole movie, Departed, and not one of those people is from Boston outside of Wahlberg." Right. Not when it comes person- down
0: to it, when it comes down to it, there aren't that many people complaining. I don't think there was that many people that were mad Brian Cranston was playing a paraplegic. Okay.
1: Why? Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that one. But okay.
0: that's it... What- That's like always the extreme version. And also the one that stands out is uh, Scarlett Johansson. She was playing a, a transgender and they made her like quit whatever movie she was doing.
1: Again, she's a gigantic star. Why would you not want her in your movie?
0: Yeah. It's not like she's making a mockery of the transgender movement. It's, it's a role in a movie.
2: Yeah, I don't even know
0: what the movie was, so I can't even speak to it.
1: Look at De Niro in Awakenings or Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man or Hanks in Forrest Gump. I mean, you don't want these performances. You don't want to see Hanks do that. Hanks was incredible
0: in Forrest Gump. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know where the line is. I don't know where the line is. Like, where people, I'm sure there would be people who would complain about that. I don't know. I don't think they've made their way to the 90s yet. They're canceling like 1930s shit. <laughs> Go on with the wind. They're making their way. They're making their way to the 90s. They're coming for Tarantino and Scorsese at some point.
1: Oh, they're, they're yeah, getting, well, they, they'll get yeah.
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Plenty of stuff yeah, they could just, just give them plenty of beef with those guys if I you know. want to pick their work apart.
1: Yeah, you, you could have it both ways. I mean, you, you can want more representation in media, but you can also just appreciate the people who are best at this. And it's not to say that people who, you know, that those people can't put on these performances, but, you know, again, if you're make, trying to make a movie, that's going to try and make money, get the best per- person you can get for the job. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, uh, yeah. And, look, and look, if you want to put people in those movies – you know, put a, put your I guess, put your own money up. I know it's kind of a weird way to say it, kind of a cold way to say it, but you know, make the movie. you can make you know, you can make a little indie movie, get the funding, make a little indie movie. And if the, if the performances are that good, then you show the world, like, look, look what we can do. But otherwise, you're just sitting on your couch complaining, you're not really getting anything done.
0: Well, here's a delicate one. Yes. How, <laughs> how about uh, Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Mother, a gay man playing a ladies' man? Now, is that a, is that a problem?
1: No, it wasn't for me. No, of course not. It's acting. Fucking, Who cares? Was, and he was the only good part of that show.
0: <laughs> yes, he crushed it. He was <laughs> awesome.
1: I thought about the other day, I, I saw, I caught part of Harold Kumar. It was late night, and I put Harold Kumar to Go to White Castle was on. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in like decades. Put it on. And it was an NPH part. And it is <laughs> fucking hysterical. And I don't know if it's because, you know, cause I don't know if he knew he was gay when that movie came out. Mm. It's, it's, right, it's probably right around the time it came out.
0: What, what year is this? Because what, what stage of the internet were we at? Because now with the internet, you know everybody's life story. I just thought from Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, like I mean, early two thousands, two thousand five.
1: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, it was probably like on the fringe of finding out.
1: Yeah, um, but even but just watching it, like he's he's hysterical. It has nothing to do with you know, gay straight whatever. He's great. He plays. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and you know, just talking. Um, truthfully, he's you know, he's a younger guy, good looking dude. He could play that role. He could play it. He could play it. He could play a, a jerk off. Ladies, man, <laughs> you
0: know, yeah, easily, yeah. So I, whatever, you know, I don't I, know if the pope, I don't know if the pope would be a big fan. Since, since it is no, Easter, we gotta no. throw out a fucking pope.
1: Jesus piece, would, though. piece of, of shit. Jesus has a sense of humor. We've we've declared so. Oh, of
2: course, yeah. He, he no, Jesus, mind. yeah. Barrel laughs
0: at Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, <clears throat> all
1: right. Yeah, I don't got a problem. Like you could want, you could want the, uh, you could make a case for having representation, but don't go fucking knocking everybody out of a movie that's not the exact thing they're playing.
0: <laughs> of course not. I mean, otherwise we wouldn't we have. McNulty. I can't stress it enough. I mean, it's acting.
1: We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have. We, Mc, doing? we wouldn't have McNulty, and that's enough for me. There you go. What's another Italian? Give me one before we log off here. What's one more Italian that? Wasn't it? That's not an Italian that was what we adopted as an Italian. That made no
0: sense. What I just said,
1: one more per, like Billy Crystal, kind of, I guess.
0: Um, Billy Crystal, yeah. Anybody,
1: um, anybody in the Sopranos that played an Italian that wasn't an Italian?
0: The only one I could think of is Nancy Marchand, only because I just listened to David Chase's interview on uh, Talking Sopranos yeah. and he said he wanted. All, so, uh, he wanted all italians for the role so that goes kind of against what we were just saying he <laughs> he specifically wanted italians and he said nancy marchand um i'm not sure what she is i don't know if she's irish or whatever mm-hmm. he said nancy marchand was just too good that he couldn't okay, uh, turn her away. Took,
1: took the best one for the role yeah um but there's a guy that wants his that has a certain vision for his show and he he got all he got that's what he wanted he wanted all the times so it's like if a person wants it wants to be represented in their show they can oh, do the if same it's somebody
0: thing. yeah if it's the, somebody's show they could do whatever the hell they want i guess yeah um i, I he was um mike Madsen was mad at chase cuz uh i guess he wanted to be on it and chase said he couldn't have mom because he had uh, sh- too much of a chicago accent
1: well couldn't have it yeah matson would not fit in on that show no, who, who was who was the most out of place, manish character? I'm not talking about the like gay I guess. But uh, like
0: that, uh, like wasn't a good actor or just wasn't believable.
1: Because n- the, the guy, the guy I have in mind, I love, but seemed a little bit out of place for that particular show. Uh, great, great actor. Just a- anybody. Like anybody can say, like uh, Vito's wife, she's out of place because you you know that's Lorraine Brocco. Yeah, you talk about main character. Yeah, um, yeah, and this is, and like Jackie Jr. Anybody could say he was kind of out of place because he just didn't. What's the amazing thing about Sopranos is there's so many like shaky performances, but just never yeah. never mattered. It was always so good without without. Uh, well,
0: I think what helped it was that it was. It was the writing, uh, was very tight and, and, uh, it was just very believable. It was very authentic. Like, this is the way people actually talk. Yeah. So, when you saw someone who maybe wasn't the best of actor, you're like, this is just kind of what people are like in real life. So, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so who is it that to big me, big puss?
1: No, nah, to me, it's like it's Buscemi because he just, he's to me, he's almost too big to be on that show.
0: Oh, you meant like out of place, like almost too good.
1: Well, just, just like too much of a star. Not too good, because, I mean, Gallifini is as good as an actor as there ever was.
0: Oh, okay, because oh. Okay, Frank Vincent a little bit. Um, I David Chase actually touched on this, and he said that he wanted – Frank Vincent read for Uncle Junior's part, mm-hmm. and he said he just couldn't he couldn't have Frank Vincent play that role. Cause it was just too, it was, he was too good fellas. Like it was, he was too known.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: To be that in makes, that part.
1: That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay.
0: Yeah. I get, I get, I get what you mean then. Yeah. Buscemi, um, I mean, I just, look, too big, just too big of a name.
1: Yeah. And I, even still, I watch it. I still can almost not believe he was in the show and I still love those episodes. I mean, uh, the pool party and, um, Yeah. You know the one. That's the one where he shoots. What's his name? The peeps. <laughs> Joey and, Peeps. Yeah. yeah and I And still, the season's great, and he's great. But it just seemed like it was a stretch, like just too big of a guy to have in there. He
2: seems. He still seems a little out of place to me, in that world. Hmm. Okay. But I don't know.
1: Anybody? It's fair. Anybody? Just Frank Vincent, or is that just off what Chase said?
0: No, it was more off of what Chase said. Once – I don't know. I'm pretty good at suspending disbelief when it comes to guys like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The only – because, like, when the show first aired, it was all basically unknowns except for Lorraine Bracco. But I think she was in such a different role that it didn't matter. Like, if they had made Lorraine Bracco Carmella, the Mm -hmm. show doesn't work. Probably not. Because she's playing basically – Karen. karen hill yeah and i know like it was rumored um uh, i don't know Terry was rumored for tony and uh like leota was rumored for tony mm-hmm. it doesn't work with those guys those guys are too big and it's just you got to have all the pieces fit yeah and i think frank vincent would be the only guy in my mind probably because of what chase said that um but he came on late and he played like a different character so
1: yeah he was he wasn't he wasn't a main guy he was like uh, you know opposite tony's opposition so
0: yeah and chase said he, he looked for he wanted kind of unknowns like yeah. a little bit like unproven like new york new jersey italians yeah and uh i, f- okay. I forget how he said how he ended up with Key and East for uncle june but he wanted like an older guy that was kind of not known but had acted before and someone suggested they're like oh johnny ola godfather <laughs> too and that's how we ended up with East, e, so i killed it yeah killed it yeah of course
1: um hmm. yeah and to the, before Bushemi like the biggest name they brought in was Panaleon and that was uh, that, even with him. It was, it was just like a, that guy. Like I knew that guy from whatever the Matrix or whatever indie films from the early '90s. The
0: Fugitive. The yeah, fugitive. That's what yeah. I know him from. Yep. Um, he was always. He was never really a leading man, though. He was guy behind the guy. I don't think. He fit.
1: I don't think for the most part. I don't think people knew Joey Pants before The Sopranos. They knew him, but again, he was just like, oh, he's the guy from The Thing.
0: But yeah, now, he's that guy,
1: yeah. Sopranos made him Joey Pants, though.
0: Or Ralph. Yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> Ralph, yeah. I
1: know, I know Pussy has said he doesn't mind being people, when people call him Puss, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it, but. I don't, I don't know about Walnuts. Yeah, I, I'd rather show off to him a little bit that I knew his name. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Walnuts, but I wouldn't call him anything but Mr. Sirico and just not make eye contact. <laughs> still
0: you don't put the moloik on me yeah well they they talk about him constantly on the podcast and he's he's not too far off from what walnuts was (laughs) germ he's a he's a real life Mm germaphobe all that was like written into his character that was actually him
1: (laughs) do you whistle uh do you whistle commercial tunes Nice,
0: no, yeah, I mean, he's just a ball buster, Sarico. <laughs> he's, he's very similar to, to Pauly. <laughs> All right, cool.
1: All right, my guy, let me get this out. All right. Good shit. I'll talk to you. Have a good rest of the week. I'm sure I'll talk to
2: you, though, and then uh, we'll be back here
0: on Saturday. All righty. Later, brother.